Welcome back to another episode of 10 Minute Cinema. Varbo, my man, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Good, good. So I'm just going to go straight to the question I ask you every week. You are? Okay, twice. What? What's that question? How many times did I eat today? Mm, that is not the question I ask you oh, every week. It's not? It's, oh. uh, what movie have you watched lately? Have you watched anything lately? That's two different questions. So I will answer twice. I was right. <laughs> I have seen something lately to answer one of your questions. Okay. To answer the other question, the movie was called Big Trouble in Little China. Are you familiar with this film? I am familiar with that film. I figured you would be because I watched it off of your view, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. I've only seen it once. That was actually, I think it was a freebie, to be honest with you. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Uh, A friend of ours, Liz. Yeah. Remember Liz? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I watched that with her. Oh, cool. She is a fan, so we watched that together. Nice. Maybe she's listening. She might be. I doubt it, but okay. she might be. Well, you never know. <laughs> what did you think? Oh, it was good. It was a rewatch. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You made it sound like it might have been like a first time. So. Oh, okay, gotcha. That makes sense. But yeah, I, I enjoy it. That is a wacky film. It really is. It's it's kind of a favorite from my childhood. I, I enjoyed it. It's a good movie to watch when you're a kid because it, just, yeah, like you say, it's wacky and you don't really have to follow along that much. You don't. It's... He, he's just a bumbling idiot. Yeah. And, and and you can relate to that as a kid. That whole know? story is kind of a bumbling idiot, honestly. Mm-hmm. It... And honestly, not as offensive as I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be pretty racist like nowadays, you know? But it's, yeah. it's not bad. It actually holds up pretty well. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I watched it probably five years ago. Yeah. And, I mean, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, obviously things wrong with it. But, you know, it's not like glaringly like, oh, my God, I can't believe they said right. that or did that, you know? Right. Everybody is actually an Asian actor that plays an Asian person in the movie, so that's that's nice. That's not anybody in like yellow face or anything. <laughs> Did they have much yellow face? I don't recall that being a issue. Oh yeah, back in the seventies for sure. Really? Yeah, yeah. See, so, I, I mean, this is like eighty six, and okay. and it's John Carpenter, so he's not going to do anything. Yeah, like he's not. He's not that kind of person. Yeah, he just likes to make movies. Right. And I did find like, out I was looking up some trivia afterwards uh, on my own, you know, without yeah. you. I, you're not the only one that can look up trivia. I'm I didn't not. know if you're aware of this. I am aware. Okay. But they have some like uh, comic books that came out in the late 90s that are like sequelizations to it. So oh, that's cool. I'm going to try and track down some of those. I think it'd be neat to carry along the story. So Absolutely. They're actually in canon, so Carpenter like backed them and stuff. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Sounds like it'd be a fun one. I can't honestly think of anything that I've watched okay. uh, lately. Other than the movie that we watched today, which was a first time for me. Dead Poets Society. This was a movie that you were already familiar with, right? Yeah, I watched it back in high school for the first time. They showed it to us in our English class, and I've seen it maybe twice since then. It's probably, probably my fourth or fifth watch. Okay. So, basically, it's a coming-of-age story. Mm-hmm. It's just about a whole bunch of uh, 17-year-olds at a very fancy school. Mm-hmm. Boarding school. Boarding yeah. school, right. So, do you have your scenes? Let's start with your first scene. Sure. So, um, right off the bat, I'm going with um, the boys meeting up with Todd in Neil's room. So, we're a little bit into the movie. He's sure. His parents have dropped him off, and we've got a little bit of introduction already between Todd and Neil. But this is uh, him going into Neil's room, and we get to meet all the other boys who will soon become members of the Dead Poet Society. So, right. Meeks and uh, Pitsy and all the all the gang, Cameron and Charlie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was just really a good job of just characterization right off the bat. Oh, you can tell sure. th- these kids were friends. Oh yeah, like, I think they probably Except had for him. Tom, live, uh, Todd, right? 
Right, but yeah, I yeah. think they had them like live together, you know, beforehand or something like that. The actors themselves, like they actually played off as a good friendship thing. And the so. trivia, they actually stayed together the whole filming. He would oh, not okay. let them. Uh, they had to room together, and they had to hang out together. Like they were forced to hang out together. Okay, that's awesome. That was one rule that the director had for them: is he yeah. wanted them to get very close so that okay, well, the it, scenes seemed authentic. Which yeah, obviously did. Like, like the camaraderie carried, really popped yeah, off. Yeah, it definitely carries on screen. I love that. Yeah, that's a great first scene too. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So the first scene that I picked was when they go up to the teacher and uh, show him his old, you know, picture. From when oh. he went to school there, inquire about the Dead Poet Society. Oh yeah, you, you jumped way into the film. Then. I did because okay. honestly, I really liked that friend scene that you had, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't like I knew there was to be better. True, yeah, and yeah, I, I on a rewatch, that's something that just stuck with me. Like, you know, oh man, they even show that early on that they're good friends and everything. So I guess that they did a really good job makes, with that yeah. scene, though. I'm but, not knocking. No, that no, scene no. At all. I'm just saying I understand. I understand yeah, how that plays out. Like that's something I would notice on a rewatch more than a first time, or probably. For real. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't remember the teacher's name. Is it Keating? Keating. Mr. Keating, just a general look that Robin Williams gives when he sees that photo, makes it really seem like it was his old class photo. Oh, yeah. Like maybe they actually used that. Yeah. But he just seemed... Immediately drops to a knee and starts, you know, right. rem- you know, reminiscing about the old friends and stuff. It really just kind of set the stage. Like, you know, he really had this kind of group of friends back when he was at the same school. All right, my next scene, I have actually one slightly before that where they uh, are in the class for the first time and he has them rip the intro pages out of the book. That's a great scene, man. It's I almost put that so on so great, yeah. Like, like, man, how how much fun would that be? Like, I honestly, I would kind of be like a couple of them there. Like, they hesitated. I was like, I was maybe kind of a good oh, yeah. two-shoes kid. I, I don't know if I would do that, especially if it was like a rental book or something that I didn't purchase, you know? I was definitely like a Todd. Yeah. I was very quiet, mm-hmm. kept to myself, so there's no way I would have done this right way. <laughs> I will eventually done it once everyone else did. Sure. And like once I you know he's, he's actually serious, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah, first of all, oh, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> this seems like the best kind of teacher to have, though, too. I just want to really throw does. that out there. The late, great Robin Williams mm-hmm. is just so charismatic in every scene you see him in. Absolutely. He carries every scene he's in. You just really love to see him on screen. Yeah. I, I can't imagine somebody else even having that part. There's no way. Yeah. All right, go ahead with your next. Mine is actually when they go to the cave for the first time Ooh, okay. and uh, become the Dead Poet Society. Nice. I thought that was a really cool scene. You can see that they really connect, like everyone there. Mm-hmm. They're chanting the poem at the end and they're, you know, stomping around. I just love all of that. That was a really great scene right there. Nice. Next up for me, I really love Todd's sullen birthday party that he's throwing for himself as he's <laughs> up on the rooftop and lamenting that he got a desk set again for the second year in a row the way that neil uh, robert sean Leonard, the actor yeah. like uh, plays that part it's just really really good like i mentioned earlier obviously about like the camaraderie and everything but that's really to me when todd and neil like bond for, absolutely that's like, their bonding point yeah that's that cements it and it's just excellently done by both actors like it was just so great I the love when that, they draw the desk yeah, too. So yeah, so the, the way that it just starts off like heartbreaking, and then he turns it around to like you know, fuck them, fuck your parents, you know, like let's we're gonna throw this out the off the roof. <laughs> it was so just great. I I do have to mention that Neil is probably my like second favorite character in this movie. Okay, he's amazing. Just every scene he's in, he's so happy, and it just it projects out to the audience. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely does. Uh, my favorite would have to be Knox. Because 
I love that side story of him falling in love with someone just from afar and really just, you know, carpe diem, yeah. season the day. Absolutely. He does it the whole movie, and it's just great every time he does it. But uh, my next scene is actually about Neil. It's when he finds out that he wants to be an actor, and he just comes into room. This is probably the happiest he is in the whole film. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. I mean, I just love the scene so much. You can really tell that he's found his true calling, that he is so happy in this moment. He knows what he wants to do. That's something that, honestly, I never really had as a young adult. I didn't mm-hmm. find that thing that I really just wanted to do. I can just tell, like, that character is set. That's what he wants to do for the rest of his life, and he's just in heaven about it. That's awesome, yeah. Next up for me, it's kind of a long scene, but I'm going to tie like two different things together here. The barbaric yop. That's my next scene. Yeah, it's it's the best. It makes the film like it's just great. Like this is Todd like coming out of his shell, like forced out yes. of his shell against his will, and everybody realizes, oh shit, this kid really is a poet. Like just off the top of his head, he he just has beauty. Yeah, just oozing out of his mouth. Like every single word is said with intent, and it's just beautiful i have a theory about this actually okay because he's writing that poem in his room before like he's trying to write the poem parts of the poem yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like he already wrote it but then he just got too shy and he didn't want to say it in front of the class but he like just i know he kind of went off course (laughs) there i'm gonna say not not all of the new one Mm -hmm. but i feel like some of those words were used in that poem because when he gets to the second part of it talking about the blanket that never fits you never warms your feet and yeah that's the kind of stuff that i feel like was in his original poem Mm -hmm. before he got too shy but i mean if any teacher told me to this barbarian yell in a classroom that would be one of the best moments of my life honestly yeah in school at least yes and that's just an incredible scene and to have that moment and it's just so amazing how he pulls him back in too like Whenever he first, like the third word he says or something, the kids start laughing. And he immediately closes his eyes and starts spinning around that camera work. As they're spinning around in circles, just ignore them. You're with me yes. now. You're with me. Say the first thing that comes to your mind. You're like, that's just so great. Like, man. And I remember when I was in high school, I took a sports literature and we did a poetry section. Yeah. And that was probably the, like most I came out in school, like as far as like, actually achieving something i felt like i did really well with my poems we had to like recite them in front of class which i always hate it but yeah. i got a really good response with mine when i was in that class and it actually did give me some confidence back then nice so i kind of could relate with todd in the scene a little bit i yeah. didn't get to experience it like he did but right still great and that's why it's one of my favorite scenes in a movie nice all right well since that was your fourth one also i'll finish up with my fifth one it's got to be the ending scene. Oh, yeah, Captain, we, my Captain. We, we both had that one, yeah. too. I mean, this is one scene that I kind of knew about. I didn't know who did it, but mm. I knew that someone stood on desk and yelled at the teacher, Oh, Captain, my Captain. And they mm. and, you know, alluded to it at the beginning of the movie. It's just a beautiful scene. I didn't know why it was going to happen. I had no idea. Yeah. And, and such a bold move to end it like that, too. Yeah, a lot of movies nowadays would have like a you know an epilogue or some kind of after right. effect. It was like, kind of shocking that they ended it there, but yeah. it really fit the movie. Yeah, like, it, it drives a point home, and it's like, yeah, those kids are still gonna live their lives. Mm-hmm. They're still way more ahead of them. Yeah, and that's probably the last time they're ever gonna see him. They they won't know what happens to him after this. Right, and yeah, I think Mr. that's Keating's great. Probably going back to London yeah. or yeah, somewhere else. He's not gonna be able to teach in that state at least. Right. I mean, that's gonna follow him around wherever he goes. Oh yeah. And that is another thing I wanted to bring out too, like the the scenery in this. Whenever they cut to the outside, 
that's beautiful, like New England countryside. Oh, yeah. All the outside shots here are just beautiful. I do want to mention an honorable mention. I didn't have it as my favorite scene because it's so tragic, but just the scene leading up to it, they did a really good job of driving home what Neil was going through right before. You know, you, you saw his spirit completely broken. Yeah. He and, was a shell. He wasn't himself anymore. Right. He was gone. And hats off to, what's his name? Kurt. Kurt Woodsmith. Thank you. Yeah, he just does a beautiful job here, too. Even though you hate his character, you hate his guts, like, you really feel for him in that moment where he's like, my son, my son. That's our 10 minutes. Right. So, yeah, I was the first time watching it, so I'll go ahead and give my rating first. All right. Now, I will tell you that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, going into this film, I didn't know what to expect. I knew that it was a good drama, but I didn't know how I would react to it because I didn't really know anything about the plot. Now, I will say, coming-of-age stories are a big guilty pleasure of mine. I love them. I don't want to give this film five stars because there are some problems with it. I don't think that the ending is the best. I think they could have dragged it home a little bit more. Even if they just had words telling you what Mr. Keating did and what the boys did afterwards, Mm -hmm. I think that would have fit perfectly with the film. But I I love this movie. It was great. I'm going to give it 4.5 stars. Nice. It's an excellent film. If you've never seen Dead Poets Society, I will highly recommend it to you because it is a treat. As long as you're willing to class the comedy with the dramedy. Yeah. Or with the drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the same boat. So it's kind of amazing that this movie is like over 30 years old. It really feels like timeless. I think a lot of that is the fact that it's set in like the late 50s and it's sure. not. You know, it came out in 89, but it's not really an 80s movie, you know. Right. There's nothing identifying it in an 80s sense at all, really. And like you said, dude, like Robin Williams just knocks us out of the park. He's so unbelievable in this film. And then, like, the kids, they did all such a good job, too. I'm surprised more of them didn't become stars afterwards. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's really seminal. Um, It's very nostalgic to me, having watched it for the first time as a 15 or 16-year-old, yeah. you know. And then watching it again now and like being able to reminisce back to how I felt then, but also like understanding Keating's point of it more now too, you know, it's really a, a, a unique way to relook at something, you know, after so many years and uh, almost word for word what you just said. I don't, I don't think it's great enough to give it a five, but goddamn, this movie hits, man. It really does. It really does. <laughs> and I teared up even knowing what was going to happen. And so I'm also going to give it a 4.5. Well-deserved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I teared up as well. I didn't cry, but I, I definitely was shook by that scene for yeah. sure. That moment where he's like so happy during the play and then he sees his dad and he yeah. just knows that his world's about to yeah. turn upside down. It's heartbreaking. I don't know about you. The first time I saw it, I thought we were going to get the, the happier ending of it where his dad's like, oh my God, I recognize that he's so great at this and this is bringing him joy that he was going to. I was to. hoping okay. for that. Yeah. I was hoping yeah. for it. I didn't know if it was necessarily going to happen, but yeah. I was definitely hoping for it. <laughs> Beautiful film, though. Oh, Seriously, yeah. if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Yeah. Or even if you have, just rewatch it. Like, it's been... It holds up. Probably 10, 15 years since I've seen it. Yeah, it was just, just as good now as whenever I'd seen exactly. it before. Exactly. I mean, I didn't think that would hold up as well being such an older film. But yeah, I enjoyed all of it. So, I do have a little bit of trivia. Okay. So, first, the director, Peter Ware, mm-hmm. chose to shoot the film in chronological order to better capture the development of the relationships between the boys and their growing respect for Mr. Keating. 
Perfect. That's awesome. That is awesome. At the premiere, Kurtwood Smith saw a family with a father domineering his son very much like his own character in the film. After the film, Smith noticed the family leaving and saw that the father was crying. Wow. I think that's awesome because if that saved just one son from what Neil went through, mm-hmm. if it turned a relationship around, then this movie accomplished more than a lot of movies have. And it very much could have. This was a big hit. Yeah. Like it, it was in like the top five, I think, for 89 box office wise. Right. Uh, I think it was top 10, but okay. either way. It is the first touchstone picture released to receive a Best Picture nomination. Originally, John Keating was supposed to die of leukemia, but the director decided to have the story focus on the boys instead. That would have drove home a lot more the the carpe diem seize the day attitude, but yeah, right. I don't. I, I think yeah, it's it's better. I think it's a better choice. Yeah. And finally, being that they did shoot the film in chronological order, after shooting the scene in which Neil kills himself, the director kept Robert Chong. Leonard offset and would not allow him to communicate with the other actors in order to create a real sense of losing a friend. Holy fuck. That's great direction. Oh, I love yeah. that. But that's why it hits so hard for oh, those yeah. boys. You can tell that they're Oh yeah, how devastating is it when they go out into you know? the snow on the yeah. Man. Such a great film. Yeah. Very good. Well, that concludes our review. Yeah. What do we got next? I don't it's know. It's your pick. Man. It's your pick, right? I think it's time. I, I, I know Vader time? About, it's not Vader time. Oh. I know we talked about this, and I'm going to give a little backstory first. Okay. So... Bat story? Is it Batman? It's not Batman. Oh, okay. Back story. Oh, okay. So about 12 years ago... Was, I, it, was it that long? It might have been. I don't think it was that long ago. Uh, around there. Let, let's, let's check the date. Pause this and check the date, and then we will edit this out. Seriously? No. Okay. So, I'm pretty sure 10, 12 years ago, whatever, uh-huh. uh, a movie called The Town came out. Okay. And I actually bought you a DVD copy of this movie because I was so excited about how good it was. Uh-huh. And I got it for you for Christmas because I really want you to watch this film. You did do that, yes. That film is currently sitting on your DVD shelf. It is. It's a treasured piece of my collection. Unopened. Yeah, treasured piece of my collection. I can't bear to open it. So... It was so for nice of you. Time, it was so nice of you to give me a gift. For the first time, you are going to watch the town. You think so? Uh, it's our next movie. Hmm. I think it's about time to retire the podcast again. <laughs> you would too. Uh-huh. So we are going to watch the town in support of Jeremy Renner. Okay, he is in it. He is in. You it. You can confirm this. I can confirm this. Is that a spoiler? It's not a spoiler. He's I think it is. One gonna... of the main actors with Ben mm. Affleck. I was ready to be surprised. Mm. Now you just ruined it. Ruined. Maybe we should watch a different film then. We should. It Just is, kidding. It is from 2010. That's older than I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, about 12 years. I was right. Because mm-hmm. DVD probably came out in 2011. Probably. And I got it for you shortly after it came out. So. Okay. Anyway, so that's our next film. It's finally happening. Maybe. It is. We'll see. Next week. All right. But uh, until then, you can catch us on the Twitter verse. Yeah, we're not fast. I'm at USA Kid six nine seven seven. Okay. You're at Big Guy ACV. That is me. And you can also hit the podcast at Tim and Sin. Do you have anything else to add before we end this podcast? Nope. Then that's a wrap. <laughs>